Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast, where we create subjectively necessary sequels to your favorite movie franchises. I'm Houston Bodily. I'm Jake Bush. And I'm Crystal Bush. I, did you catch that? Yeah, I'm, you're not. I'm Normally Houston says the starting part, but Houston is not here, um, dear listener. Um, so I'm, I, I said the thing at the start. He usually says it like perfect because he hasn't memorized, but I was reading it, as you could probably tell. Um, but... It was convincing, though. Okay, good. I uh, I didn't even notice that you weren't Houston. <laughs> um, you, you don't know Houston, do you? I don't know Houston. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Houston got married. We're very happy for him. He's on his honeymoon. Uh, we brought in a couple of our top studio execs to come uh, <clears throat> yes. help me fold down the fort um, and push out another uh, amazing blockbuster movie. And... Uh, We'll go ahead and get started. Um, this is uh, Jake here and uh, Crystal, a wonderful, uh, my probably my favorite couple ever. Thank you. All right. Um, Sorry, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go way back. Uh, Jake and I have been friends for Ooh, eight years, something like that. We met in May of two thousand eleven. Yeah, March of eleven. March of eleven. Yeah, you're right. Eleven now, two thousand seventeen. Six years, almost mm-hmm. seven years then. Wow. And Crystal, I've it's known you less, but like three years, probably. Y'all have married yeah. two years now? Mm-hmm. Like three years. Cool. 2014. Um, let's just get right into it. Okay. Um, I have some beef with you, oh. just so you know. Well, I'm the studio exec, so you better <laughs> tread lightly. Okay. <laughs> um, um, there's this... So I saw Thor Ragnarok. You guys haven't seen it yet? No. no um, the director, Taika Waititi, also did a movie called Hot for the Wilder People, which the Houston told me about. Yes. I rented it. I checked it out. It's, it's like a year old, and I never heard of it. Um, here's my beef. When I told you about it, you're like, oh, we've seen it nine times, <laughs> and you didn't tell me about it. So that's my beef. <laughs> I, You know, this is the thing. This is the thing. We wanted it to be an authentic experience. We wanted you to literally have to hunt. Oh, for the wilder people that works. Okay, you know because it just means more that way. It's one of those movies that if everybody's talking about it, then you're like, okay, it's a great movie that I should yeah. see. But it's like I found this amazing movie that blew me away, and wow, it's like a mystical bird in the forest that we thought was extinct. <laughs> exactly, but it's pretty rare. That's yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty pretty rare. rare. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Um, okay, I forgive you then. Um, so. What is especially funny about this, about Hunt for the Wilder People, is that you and I both had the same thought, was that it was very similar to Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. Which is also one we've probably seen together 10, 15 times. It's like an annual thing. Every year on my birthday, we have to watch it. They're both very fall movies. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Hmm. They're cozy. They're good, cozy fall movies. This is maybe Mm -hmm. our mid-fall special. I was thinking about how Moonrise Kingdom and and Hunt for the Wilder People are similar. They're, They're like both out in the wilderness- Kind of. Right? Like, it's yeah. relative. 
like the Mooners Kingdom, they're like out in the woods near their house. Like they're yeah, they're not really like out in the wild, but like it, it like felt very similar in like tone. Mm-hmm. Except I would say Hunt for the Wilder People is much funnier. It is. Mooners yeah. Kingdom is like funny, but it's almost like it's not trying to be. Right. Well, it's got that classic Wes Anderson where it's funny, but you're almost more just intrigued by the antics of what is happening that yeah you know rather than like busting a gut laughing yeah yeah i feel like you're almost like laughing at the process of making the movie moonrise scene it's like oh they sat down and they thought this up like how'd they do that yeah at like some point all the sorry ahead, no. all the like symmetry with it and making sure everything has to be so like every tiny detail of that movie is so analyzed and like thought out that it's almost like comical but like they had to purposely put this painting on this side with this painting on this side and like uh, and then in in all of that effort at some point they went we're gonna have a really really important scene where she stabs somebody with a pair of lefty scissors and then the dog (laughs) dies with an arrow yeah like you don't know exactly how it went down (laughs) because it's so carefully put together anything that's like slightly out of the ordinary is like very extremely yeah. weird. And well, it's yeah, very and good. they like they like highlight that. Like they mm-hmm. always say she got stabbed with lefty scissors. Like they will never say just scissors. It's always uh-huh. lefty stabbed scissors. with a pair of lefty scissors. They have to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. It's violent. It's violent, <laughs> Mrs. Bishop. It's assault. Are you a lawyer? Okay, uh, <laughs> we can't just get into just quoting the movie. That's a habit, that, habit we have. Yeah, that won't be like good listening probably. Um, where would we go if we were to do a sequel to one of these? A sequel to Hunt for the Wilder People. Mooner's Kingdom seems a little bit, like, concluded. Yeah. It feels, like, a little bit tied up. It seems like we could do something with Hunt for the Wilder People. I feel like, well, I mean, at the end of Hunt for the Wilder People, you have, like, Heck comes back, and they, like, bought, uh, Ricky buys a digital camera to go and try and find that bird, and Ricky's with uh, those two people that he saw. Oh, I don't remember their name. The Bush people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, the girl and her dad. Not to be confused with us the bush people yeah oh. that, that's our last name our last name is bush oh my gosh i hadn't even made that connection that's, that's very cool. good um so there's definitely like a setup that the movie already makes for like a sequel that's true so, yeah but that doesn't mean that we couldn't bring in characters or elements of moonrise kingdom that's true they could cross over at some point right i mean geographically kingdom, be very difficult moonrise kingdom <laughs> takes place in new england and in like the you know yeah, that's there's true. that. <laughs> oh, well, it could be a, with a wormhole. What if it's uh, what if it's uh, Susie and what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Sam. Susie Sam and Shikuski. Sam Shikuski. as adults, oh. c- traveling to New Zealand. Oh, that could be interesting. Like they're married at that point, and they're like on their honeymoon, like taking the Lord of the Rings tour or something. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably old, old though, right? Yeah, they'd have to if they. What year is Moonrise Kingdom? It's the sixties, seventies. I don't. Really I think, think it's the sixties. Yeah. I'm gonna go with sixties. I don't think it's super clear, but it feels I think it's sort late sixties. Yeah. So, so they'd have to be in their like mid sixties by the time Hunt for the Wilder People was came yes. about. Twist. Hector is Shan Sam Shikuski. Oh my gosh, that ex- that works. So Susie has died or something. But yeah. what about Bella, Heck's wife that died in the movie? That could be Sam Shikusky's second wife. Yeah. That he, you know, Sam Shikusky was so broken up over the death of Susie that he took on an entirely different persona, got in a bar fight, did some jail time, and then he got out and he found Bella. Right? Yeah. Is that her name, Bella? Yeah. Yeah. Faulkner. And I think 
I think the actor who plays him is not New Zealander. No. What's he's his face? Sam, Sam Neill. Neil. Yeah. He's from England. Is he? I he was from he's Scotland. in Jurassic Park. Oh, I always assumed he was, isn't. Doesn't he have an American accent in Jurassic Park? Yeah, and it's pretty convincing. Yeah, I assumed he was American. No, Me too. He's, until he's European. I think I'm pretty sure he's British. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that though. But we know he can do the American accent. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, what I'm saying is, it's not unreasonable to say we could use the same actor. He used to have an American accent, and he has lived in New Zealand long enough that he now has a New Zealander accent. That works. I think that works. He kind of goes crazy a little bit. Uh, oh my gosh, he could go berserk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope I hope listeners have seen the movie because there's so many vague references yeah. that we're just trying. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen both Moonrise Kingdom and Hunt for the Wilder People, I'm not worried about, like, spoiling it for you because it's not very, like, you know, like, plot-heavy, either one yeah. of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you'll understand it better if you go watch. So pause the podcast. Go listen, go watch both movies. We'll see you back here in five hours. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those <laughs> movies. <laughs> um, let's see. Where do we want to go now? So are we liking this idea? Maybe we maybe we put a pin in this, come back to it, because another thing we wanted to talk about was Mistborn. Oh yes, um, yes. And I'm going to defer to my wife on most of this. <laughs> I have read the books, but unfortunately, I am a very big nerd on everything Cosmere and Mistborn. So um, I borrowed the book from you, and I did not read it. And then I got the audiobook, and I listened to the whole thing, and it was very good. Now I'm very into it and excited to read the rest of it. I think it'd be fun to like adapt it. It's not a sequel. Usually we, we don't usually adapt books on this, but I'm just excited to talk about casting Mistborn. Mm. Uh, maybe we we look at this for a second, and then if we don't like it, it might not work. We'll go back to our Hot for the Wilder People. Maybe we could combine them or something. Maybe it'll come in as well. I, I could see a, the good magic system of Mistborn sort of working its way... <laughs> Alamancy. Yeah, in New Zealand, some Alamancy yeah. and ferrochemy. Whenever I say ferrochemy, I want to say it in the accent of the audiobook guy who Is plays Sazed. Sazed. I always say ferrochemy. Yeah. I think he says ferrochemy in the ferrochemy. No one knows. In the audiobook, no one knows. It doesn't matter. It's a made-up word. They're the, honestly the hardest words to pronounce are probably all of Brandon Sanderson's. <laughs> Um, who would be Vin? I think Vin... Okay, I've actually thought a lot about this. <laughs> so... Oh, good. You came prepared. Yeah. <laughs> she came prepared. I would say that the girl who plays Violet Baudelaire in the movie oh. Series of Unfortunate Events in the with movie. Jim Carrey. Okay. Yes, the movie. Not the... Maybe the girl from the TV show. They both kind of have similar features. Yeah. But that is who I would say would make a good Vin. How old is she? She's like 17-ish. Vin starts out as 16. 16. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, so, I was going to say Violet from the movie series, Unfortunate Events, maybe a little a older. older. Yeah. So maybe but that could from be okay. the TV I mean, that could series. Because they kind of look similar. So that would be, either one would work. Um, what about Kelsier, though? Okay. This is a debate that has gone back and forth for Interesting. Because I also have an opinion on this one. Because it's hard. Yeah. I have, I have an opinion. It may ruffle feathers. Okay. Ooh. Go. Oh, I want to hear it No, first no, I want to hear your Okay, your well, first. you have to have someone who's, like, charismatic and, like, really, really, I don't care what you think about me, but I'm hot. Those are all my criteria. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, wait, it's a requirement that they they act like they're hot, they think they're hot, or is it a requirement that they're hot? I think it all three, to okay. be honest. Okay. <laughs> um, having said that, who's your pick? I don't know. Yeah, who's I your hot hear you. guy pick, Crystal? Yeah, Jake wants to know this. Jake Bush, duh. Oh. Yes. No, I'm sorry. I'm You're too bearded. Um, Kelsey could have a beard. Mm, no, no, I don't, no, so. I don't yeah. think so. He's got to be kind of smooth. Baby face. <laughs> Literally smooth. Sometimes yeah. when I think of Kelsey or I think of like the Spaniard. I could see that. Like Antonio Banderas or something. Oh, yeah. Like young Antonio Banderas. Yeah, like Zorro. Antonio. He doesn't have to be young. I feel like Kelsey is a... Kelsey is probably... How old is he? He's a Kelsey mature character. Like almost... He's in his mid-30s. Because, oh, is he? Yes. He always struck me as older. No, he's I always pictured him as like... And that comes out more in growing up, but other not books. Too old. So I okay. will not talk about that because Brian has yet to read. I've read only the first three, one. Mm-hmm. So I will not foreclose some information that I have above him. Okay. What's your pick? Uh, you still haven't said your pick. And I'm, s- I'm going to make you do your pick. I did. I said Antonio. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That totally works. Okay. Uh, Jake, do you have a pick on this one? Uh, okay. Now this might ruffle some feathers. My The biggest thing that... My biggest takeaway from Kelsier was that he's like witty and charming and smooth talking and handsome and powerful. He is powerful. I almost get like a Ryan Reynolds vibe from him. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Like he, you know, but you can't, you can't cling too tightly to the Deadpool persona because he's not Deadpool for sure. He's not. But Ryan Reynolds. He's classy. He's pretty classy. He can be classy. And like you see him in like an interview, he's like smooth, classy, like witty for sure. Yeah. If if you like you know dyed I mean? Ryan Reynolds' hair, like dye his hair man. and have him be a little bit more serious than you usually see him when he's goofing around on yeah. interviews and stuff. I could see Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Okay. What's yours? I actually have two. My initial thought was George Clooney. Okay, I've legitimately <laughs> thought of George Clooney. I can see George too. Clooney. I think it's too much. I think he's too old. He's too old. Um, he's just kind of too much. Here's another. One. This is the one that I actually think will ruffle some feathers. Sean Astin. No. He's what? not. He, no, think about it. Considered he's my not, feathers ruffled. He's not like the sleek, like cool guy. But have you seen the second season of Stranger Things? Yes. Yeah. He's a leader. Like he would not be the same character as Bob, obviously. <laughs> but just think, I would love to see him in a powerful role. He's always kind of the sidekick, and I, I would love to see Sean Astin. Okay, I just being a leader. Okay, I maybe slim see... down. Yeah, that's my thing. No offense to Sean Astin, you're a wonderful, beautiful person, and I appreciate everything you've done. I think you fit Kelsey a little physique, better. Physique, the physique would need a little bit of work because yeah. I picture Kelsey like tall and kind of ripped and like chiseled. Very ripped. You know but what I, mean? I also love just like chubby some G- Sam Gamgee. Hopping from rooftop to rooftop <laughs> and just kind of cloak, flying around. Just, his yeah. Lord of the Rings cloak just like <laughs> flapping in the breeze. Yeah. That is funny. Um, well, wait a second. What if you just combined those worlds? What if Sam Gandhi, okay. like after coming back from destroying the ring and like there's clearly psychological damage with that, right? Yes. And then turns out. So you're saying Kelsier is Sam. Yeah. So like, Interesting. so like, <laughs> that's our go-to. What if that person is that person? And it's all the and same. And it's also story. Sam. <laughs> Weirdly. Just like, cool, cool. Cause look, you have, you've got middle earth, right? That's where, that's where Lord of the Rings yes. takes place is middle earth. Yeah. And I don't know. Mordor specifically could be the Mistborn universe because of all Mordor the could be the okay. Lord ruler. There is one setting thing that maybe it's a spoiler. If you tell me this, oh. is it, like a post-apocalyptic world in Mistborn? No. Because they always talk about how like it used to be green and the sun used to be yellow. The sky used to be blue. Well, I don't think it's a spoiler to throw out there 
This is not Earth. This is not Earth. Okay. This is not our universe. This I think it would be a separate... spoiler if it were Earth. It's not. Okay. It's a different right. planet. Okay. Is Earth in that world? No. no. Okay. So I guess maybe the Lord of the Rings thing wouldn't work because Lord of the Rings. I don't think basically... Middle Earth is on Earth either, though. No, it is. Is so it? So basically, okay. well, um, this is super nerdy, but uh, Aragorn's sons, like down the line, become King Arthur. Oh. And so Middle Earth is basically like the middle period of Earth's evolution. Got it. So it is technically Earth's. And that's why they say like at the end of Lord of the Rings, like the like dwarves went into hiding, all the elves left for the West Shores, like the hobbits, you can't see them anymore. So he kind of alludes to the fact that like it's the era of man. Do they call so. it Middle Earth in Lord of the Rings then? Yeah. But why? What are they in the middle of that, like that they know of? Maybe it's Pangea, and it's just this big continent in the middle. Oh, of it's referring to geographically in the middle. I, I have well, no I idea. think I, I think that that's an interesting thing because if you call something middle, it has to be in relation to like something bigger yeah. or like something in the future. There are some like Tolkien super nerds right now that are just listening to this and just, just like rolling their eyes, yeah. like yeah. you guys know nothing. I hope true. to think that I know some. You know, she knows a lot more than I do, but I do not know the answer to that question. I don't know. It's it's kind of like in dinosaurs. That old TV show, Dinosaurs. Oh, have you seen this? It's a sitcom. Yeah, wait, no. I know what you're talking about. It's like a sitcom of these, like, it's like a dinosaur family. Right. And they talk about, like, the year, and it's like, oh, it's 64 million BC. And they're like, what are we counting down to? (laughs) Like, like they refer to the year, and they're like, wait, what? Um, I feel like that's kind of what it is. If, If people in Lord of the Rings are calling it Middle Earth because it's, like, after the creation of the Earth, but before J.R.R. Tolkien... It's therefore the middle. That's confusing to me. Do, wait, do they ever? Yeah, they say middle they earth. They say middle earth. Yeah, that's kind do. of breaking the fourth wall for me. Oh man. Yeah. I, I'm sure well, someone has has thought about this and has has provided an answer. I always thought it was. I always thought it was a geographical reference. I thought it was two, but it's it's it is it makes it sense is to me. A if it's like the ages. Reference. They do call it that, but it is like Earth's middle period. That's a good point. Maybe it's both. It's because probably, in like the Silmarillion, that's like. Early, early Earth. Do <laughs> they call it that? I don't um, know. Here in Early Earth. If you have an article that you've written about this, listeners, tweet it at Edu- us. Edu- at yeah. Redeem. Clearly, we need to be educated on um, this. I would actually love to know this answer without having to actually read uh, the Silmarillion. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We've cast Vin and Kelsier because okay. it's obviously Sean Astin. Just kidding. We won't go with Sean Astin. I'm sticking with Sean Astin. No. I like, I think you convinced me. Oh, what about what about him as another role? What about I could see Sean Astin as Sazed. Uh, <laughs> no, Sazed is like Very exceptionally refined. tall. Oh, that's and, right. And like skinny. I could see uh, Sean Astin as either Breeze. Okay. Um, or oh, what's his Doxen. name? Docs. Yes. Okay. I could see him as yeah. Docs. He's got to be in there. I like him. I do love. I'm Sean just Astin. kind of in a Sean Astin mood. Ah, yeah. Because I watch Stranger good. Things. Ellen. Ellen is a good character to try Ellen. and cast. Oh, that would be, yeah. I have So thought, he's 16-ish, right? He's a teenager. No, Ellen is 20. A little bit older, okay. He's older. That fits for me good. Um, I've got a good one. Okay, go. Um, I do not know the name of this actor, but the pretty boy who is not PETA from The Hunger Games. Oh. What's his name? I don't His name. Chris he Hemsworth? Plays, no, no, no. He plays. No, yeah, I think. Oh, wait. I think he's a Hemsworth. Oh, that one? What's his name? Gale? Gale. Oh. In The Hunger Games. It's one of the Hemsworth. It's not Liam. I think it's Chris. There's three, right? Yeah, it's it's Liam. No, Liam is Thor. No, Chris is that's Thor. That's Chris. Oh, that's right. It's, it's Liam. Liam Hemsworth. I think it's Liam. Liam Hemsworth as Ellen. That's good, right? Um, 
Maybe. The only thing is, is Elrond is not really very, like, manly. He's kind of nerdy, too. Yeah. He's always reading. Oh. Yeah. He's, like, really handsome, but he's Maybe just, one like... of the Stranger Things kids. Because we're not going to make this for a few <laughs> years, maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Dustin. 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 It's <laughs> great. Because you just picture, like, Dustin, like... Or Billy. And all these, like, balls reading these heavy political books. Oh, or maybe... Uh... Maybe the babysitter. What's his, I can't Steve. think of names. Steve. I think Steve Harrington. Steve could, could be, be a good Ellen. Yeah. A good Ellen. I could see that. Twist. He actually is. No, just kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> He's Jean-Ralphio. Okay. <laughs> We're matching everything together now. Okay. I like this. That's like a, that's like, we've got a core cast. Yeah. I think now is the time we need to choose. Do we want to go yeah. indie fall movies or Mistborn or pick one and, and bring the other in? I, I think I want to go back to indie fall movies just because I'm a little out of my element with Mistborn, yeah. which that's fine. Do we want to talk Crystal. about some like current event, some current mo- coming out right now movies? Ooh. Um, I haven't seen Justice League. That's probably the big one. Yeah, yeah I don't think I will either. I'm sorry. I feel as if- uh, I'm getting a movie pass. Uh, I'm waiting on the movie pass to go see Justice League so I don't have to pay for it. Oh, nice. My goal is to start seeing more movies, even movies I'm not that into. But I can't do that if I have to pay for all of them. So I'm getting a movie pass. I'm very excited for it, but it hasn't come yet. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, um, Houston got married. I'm getting a movie pass. So. <laughs> We're all making pretty big strides in our yeah. lives. So. Um, let, me, let me pull up just uh, pull up Fandango really quick. Or Fandango, if you're queen. And just see if there's anything else we want to talk about okay. before we, before we settle in. I'm trying to think what's even coming out. Right there's Coco, which I haven't seen. And maybe we might want to do that on a future episode because I'm mm. pretty excited about it. Murder on the Orient Express just came out. We haven't talked about that with you. We did do an episode on it. Oh. Did we? See how loyal we of, a, of a listener I am. Maybe I just felt like we did because I saw it. Mm. I can't remember two mm. weeks ago. No, last week, last time was our Marvel one. Murder on the Orient Express could be another one to pull in here. We or haven't do a, seen it, I read though? the book, though. Oh. They have so. announced the sequel. Is They are making Murder really? on the Nile. Is there, wait, is there an actual book sequel? I think so, yeah. Oh. There's a whole series of Poirot novels. Right. I don't think this is a very rich vein. Let's, uh, I think no. we steer back into our no. fall indie movies. Let's do fall indie movies. Okay. I think we're all sort of in our wheelhouse on that one. Yeah. yeah. That is um, something we are. All... We, are we committing to Sam Shikusky? I like this. I Susie like this. dies. Sam Shikusky moves to New Zealand and reinvents himself after Susie's death. And he gets into a bar fight because he's just so torn up. Which spends a little bit of time he, in jail, you know, gets out, time. moves out into the bush, meets Bella, and he's just living there. Yeah, I like to you imagine know. he starts a fire that says, "What does it say in this fire?" It's like God is watching or something. What? What? Is, huh? There's a part when they're riding back and forth, Sam and Susie, and it's he sleepwalks oh, and he starts fire. a fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, where did Heck learn all of these skills out in the bush? He was a khaki scout. He was a khaki scout. Okay, this works for me. And, right? and, and you know, like, as far as, like, a psychological standpoint, where Heck spent some time in jail for manslaughtering. Like, like that's he was, pretty character- He was like, a, a pretty troubled kid in Moonrise yeah. Kingdom and, like, went from foster home to foster home and had a lot of, <gasps> That know, also and- fits. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Saint no child. Well, and that's why he doesn't. He doesn't want to take in a foster kid. Cause, right, because he knows he's like, I'll it, mess him up. It, it might be too like too triggering for him too. Yeah, yeah. You know. And you know, there's that whole scene when they're up at the lake and Heck is talking to Ricky Baker, and he says like, they're talking about Bella and how 
she, like she was just like a heart of gold and she just took in he he said something to the effect of like like we're like rescue dogs or something like yeah. that yeah he's like channeling all the way back to like his upbringing this troubled you so and, i feel yeah. like something that needs to be addressed then is what happens to bruce willis's character right do we need I was to just like thinking that so maybe what we need to do is rather than you know a sequel that takes place we there needs to be something in the middle there that kind of explains like how this spin-off. happened yeah well maybe we're flashing back to it uh, right yeah, in yeah, this yeah. movie we'll flash back because he has a difficult relationship with the law but if he is like mm-hmm. raised by by bruce willis the cop what happens there you know Ooh. I mean, mm. some maybe it could just be a simple, you know, falling out. They're just they just don't get along, and say, that's and maybe maybe when <gasps> Susie dies, Bruce Willis's character. What is his name? I can't remember names today. I'm blanking on everything. Captain. Um, oh yeah, Captain Sharp. Captain Sharp. That's what it is. Um, just like doesn't handle it very well because he's not he's not very good at that. Right. And that's what why Sam was like, "Okay, I'm out of here." I'm moving to New Zealand. I Well, at the time that... Um, when would we have to say that Susie died and he moved to I New think pretty Zealand? young. Like, they were, like, newlyweds. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were both, like, 20. This is really sad. Maybe he'll, Let's go... <laughs> give, him a little, give him a little more time together. 30. 30. Okay, if they were That's 30, That's enough for then... Hector to, like, ha- start a new life in New Zealand right. before... The, the events of Hunt for the Wild Yeah, because Hector and well, Hunt for the Wilder People is probably like late 50s. Hunt he's for pretty, the Wilder People? Yeah, he's pretty old. Oh, I thought you were saying the movie took place in the late 50s. Like, no, 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 it's no, like, no. Hector's. The dog's named Tupac. <laughs> Tupac. Tupac. What's the Tupac? Um, I'm pretty sure he's like pretty old. Maybe like mid 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have a lot of flexibility there because he looks very old, but he's very fit. So he right. can go either way. So, I mean, I'm sure that Sam Shikusky, you know, he... He was very grateful, Captain Sharp, for taking him in and everything. But Sam Shikusky, he's got this natural tendency. He, he has problems with the law, and that created tension in the household that just was never quite resolved. And so once Susie died and he was out on his own, he's kind of like, I need to step away from yeah. from Captain Sharp. Oh, what if Captain Sharp got killed? Like an Uncle Ben scenario oh. from Spider-Man. And, and, and Sam was like, the law's not going to save you. The law can do nothing because you yeah. got you got killed. It's only the wilderness that can save you. It's only the wilderness. Uh, I need to go somewhere with a lot of wilderness. Okay. I feel like I this is you really off. sad. Movie. I think I think <laughs> the movie we're making is okay. Do we want to make the in between movie or do we want to take Hunt for the Wilder People and go forward? Maybe Hector and. Ricky Baker. All I can think of is Julian, which is the actor's name. Ricky oh, Baker. Ricky Baker. <laughs> Hector and Ricky. Maybe they go back to New England to find some other like rare species. Ooh. Maybe to retrace the Chickcha, Chickcha <laughs> migration trail. Well, no, but in the end of, of Moonrise Kingdom, he says the Chickcha trail is like oh washed out. Washed out. Yeah, that's right. Maybe the Billingsleys die. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, they're probably already dead. Hold yeah. on. They've been dead they're for very a while. old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I like this. I like this. They go back to New England, okay? And it's like a very, it, you know, this is like a, a very emotional thing for Hector who's going back to New England after decades, right? Yeah. And they go because they have, you know, they found their bird. They have received, like, all this, like, attention and fame as the wilder people. 
And then for some reason, they got to go back to New England to find something new. Yeah. Right? Are, are they just like renowned naturists now? Yeah. Maybe Ricky Baker's in his 20s now. I like I like Ricky Baker that he's like, a, this is just like a, a year or two later okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. from the events. Also, of, I feel like we have to keep the Bush people, the family that takes in Ricky Baker. I think they come it. too. They come because with him. They're part they're of his team. Like comedic. I like them a lot. Like they're just, yeah. they're good characters. So they yeah. have to be involved. This is good because all of our casting is done. Yes, we don't have to worry. We're about doing casting. like a, a normal sequel. We haven't done yeah. a lot of normal sequels lately. We've had to come <laughs> up with like all new actors and stuff. So this is very good. We're actually using the cast of Hunt or the Wilder People. Yes. Um, and we could make it set up so that like when they go back to New England, like different things that Hector sees are like flashbacks from the time in between Moonrise Kingdom and Hunt for the Right. Wilder People. So it tells the story. Yes. So okay, yeah, yeah. All we're right. we're nailing then. this down. We're nailing we're this both. down. So it's it's a sequel, but in the sequel you get the filler story, kind of like Lost, you know, like yeah. the, the the things line up. So, the next question is, do we do we pitch this as a Moonrise Kingdom or a Hunt for the Wilder People? I think Hunt for the Wilder People. The no Wilder. wait, no wait. The real question. Yes. Is, go. Hunt for the Moonrise Kingdom. Oh. Sam Shikusky decides he has to deal with his past and he needs to go back and find Moonrise Kingdom yes. so that he can, you know, reconcile his I think, past. I think that's absolutely the plot we go. But then the question is, do we... I think we just advertise it as Hunt for the Wilder People 2. Okay. But halfway through, you're like, wait, this kind of reminds me of Moonrise Kingdom it's even like more Easter than the last one. And then it's like, so it's like oh, a, it is. That's like, like the reveal. You don't a, even know that it's... Yeah. The big twist is, oh my gosh, it's it's going back to Moonrise <laughs> Kingdom. I like it. What if... Okay, this is a little crazy, but I mean, as a studio executive, this might be a, a pull. You can say whatever you want, studio executive. What if all of the uh, flashbacks are claymation, like Fantastic Mr. Fox status? Oh, interesting. So it's like, so like all the flashbacks are like Wes Anderson styled? But all of the like <laughs> movie is uh, Taki Wakiki. I don't know his name. I'm. The, I do think we have joint directors on this. Yeah. yeah, and I think the style shifts as you go. Yeah, right. But because that's going to be the most obvious pull that like wait, I think we're tying a Moonrise Kingdom. Basically, all of the flashbacks have... are mustard colored and <laughs> symmetrical. Yeah, I don't think we go Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. We just go in the style we of Moonrise Kingdom. Style, all the flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yes. I've got a very good plot point okay. here. Okay. Heck, after they, you know, in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, when they get up to the lake where the they touch the sky, whatever it's called. Yeah. And, you know, like, Bella wanted her ashes, like, spread there or whatever. Yeah. So, Heck was so touched by that whole thing that he decides, I need to go and take Susie's ashes back oh. to Moonrise Kingdom to reconcile my past. Yes. Right? It's like, oh, I moved on from Bella largely because of that. That yeah, sentiment, like that, that nice so much, moment. But I've got all of this just like turmoil underneath that I haven't dealt with in decades. It's time to go back. It's the hunt for the Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. Well, and, and he's forgotten where it is. That's why it's a hunt. That just has to. Huh, yeah. Be a thing. Or it, or it just. I don't think like, it's the title though, because we no, don't want to no, reveal no. it. Yeah. No. Um. But they say that line at some point. And in Hunt for the Wilder People, you kind of get this this like emotional journey where, like. Like the that the first movie focuses on Ricky's kind of like reconciliation with what's happening and realizing that like he does need people and he needs Hector and they kind of help each other. 
the second one can focus on Hector and how like yes. Ricky can help Hector with like his past you know, and helping him like face his I'm starting to feel problems. like this is a very necessary sequel. It is necessary. No, it is. Because <laughs> everyone everyone at the end of Hunt for the Wilder People is like, yeah, but who was he before he... Yeah. Before and he what happened to Sam And who did he manslaughter? Yeah. We should figure oh. that out. Who did he manslaughter? That has to be a good Scout twist. Master Ward. <laughs> <laughs> he went berserk. No, I think it's the other khaki scout who was such a jerk to him. Oh. Right? Yeah. They When they were like, you know, 20, like after Susie. I think they became friends at the end of Moonrise Kingdom, but I could see that, you know, going bad. Yeah. Or what if it was like Bill Murray's character? Like Whoa. what if Susie died, right? And Bill Murray's character is a little unhinged just from Moonrise, like in his character. Already, yeah. Yeah, already. And so. Well, there's one S- problem with this. What? Well, no, it could still work. He'd be really old. But no, because this is still in flashbacks, right? Yeah, yeah. So it could it could be five or ten years after the events of Moonrise Kingdom. So not like ancient. Yeah. Because I was well, this was my thing. I was saving this little tidbit as my studio. Oh, is this demand. our studio demand? Okay. Bill Murray has to be in it. Oh, interesting. Okay. And my idea was Bill Murray has to be in it in the present day, even though he'd be wicked old because Bill Murray doesn't die. We got to put yeah. him in there before it's too soon. Okay, so he is not. <laughs> He is not the the manslaughter then, because he no, is no, going no, no, to make no. it. No, that's true. To the future, Boomer they find makes him every movie on better. their hunt. Yes, <sighs> he's living in Moonrise Kingdom because he misses Susie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And he's, he's trying, trying to, to reconcile his past. Else. Yeah. I think. Being I think Sam, Hector, Sam, and Hector. Does he start going by Sam when he comes home? No, I would say... I think he'd stay as Hector. I think he'd stay as Hector. Maybe he wants to, like, keep it hidden. Yeah, I think that it'll come out, but he'll mostly, mostly right. be known as Hector. Um, I think Hector and Susie's dad, Sam and Susie's dad, they're, like... They could bond over some stuff at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in the first oh, yeah. one, but, but they now. They both have some serious stuff to deal with. Yeah. You know? Um, Susie's mom, dad, I guess. Are we just killing everyone? Well, this, this is the thing. <laughs> uh, I mean... We're talking like Bill Murray is gonna be old. Yeah, so it's probably not unreasonable that she's just she's just has, she's died of old dead. age. Yeah. Like, let's do the math a little bit. If, Do they fix this... their marriage? Hmm, I don't know. I think they fix their marriage, and and so he's actually sad that she died. Yeah. Makes where are the of... where are the brothers then? Susie's brothers would be. Uh, oh, they all they all started a boy band and moved to England. They're not in it. They're, they're not because we it. couldn't get the actors. No, we couldn't okay. get the actors. <laughs> they're successful. They're the new One Direction. They're just they okay. moved to Europe and they're a huge hit and they forgot about everyone in their past and everyone in New England is kind of resentful about it. Okay, just no one likes them and but it like keeps coming up. I think I think I like every few scenes. There's some you see like a poster of them. Yeah. Or like yeah. different things. Or like well, they're like driving the truck and like this song comes on the radio, you know? And Hector just like gets angry and, and like turns, turns it off. off. Yeah. Or maybe there can be like uh like they're in a radio show or something and so when they turn the radio on it's like, Hey, we've got the Bishop brothers with us and they're like listening to it and he just keeps talking about his record player that his sister always stole. Oh, you know? Yeah. They could okay. maybe they could like only like that, okay. m- only make music or albums that go out on vinyl. No this CDs. Can be, no You iTunes. know how like in great movies that have a great twist, there's little clues that are woven in that kind of like lead you toward things, you know? So like we were saying, you don't know that that Hector is actually Sam Shikusky throughout the whole... Like, right. Until pretty late into the movie. But 
by throwing little things like that with the Bishop brothers, oh, she was always stealing my record player, my sister, you start Without to asking. you start to put the pieces together. I think I know the ending. I okay. think I know the ending. Okay. So one of the hints leading up to it is going to be Hector is going to... He either loses his contacts or it gets to the point... Oh, he's learned to read now. He needs reading glasses. He's going to put those big uh. old glasses on again. Start to look a little, little more like Sam Shikusky. <laughs> the conclusion is he takes over the khaki scouts. Yeah. Isn't that like the best like redemption for Sam Shikusky to become <laughs> a scout leader? Him and Ricky Baker, who are now this expert, like, yeah. naturists, they take over the khaki scouts. And, and they, it's... like, create, like, a super team of naturists trying to find rare birds. We didn't make Ricky Baker too old, did we? He could be a no. khaki scout. He could... But he's, he'll be, like, the Maybe pro. Maybe he could be, like, a manager. He'll, like, burn through khaki he'll scouts, like... get all the badges right away. <laughs> he's, like the, he's, like, that 18-year-old who is still in scouting because he's desperately trying to get his badge in time before yeah. he ages out. I right. think that's really good. I think that's like a nice ending. Yeah. I honestly, I, I had the idea like, hmm, what if we do, like before we recorded, I was like, maybe a hunt for the Wilder People, Moonrise Kingdom, and a mashup. And I was like, ah, it'll feel too forced. This feels very natural no. to me. This feels like a very good movie. In fact, I think that might actually be what the directors intended when they made these two different movies. <laughs> I think it is. I think there's a conspiracy here. I mean, it just foster fits, children. There's so many themes too in common. well. Yeah. Violence, foster children, troubled past, um, nature. I think we got off a little too easy on your studio demand. Crystal, do you have a studio demand or should we go to this, to this the big the wheel? Thing. The studio demand just happened so naturally. It just happened. Yeah. I have... We want to pull... We want some challenge. Hmm. What if we incorporated... Well, they're pretty old. Maybe not. Part of me... Because we've got two directors going, right? So we yes. have Wes Anderson with the flashbacks and we have Waikiki. Ah, what's his Waikiki. name? Waikiki? Waikiki, no, I think that's a city in Hawaii. <laughs> it's definitely a beach in Hawaii. It's like, yes, the capital of Oahu. I don't think the islands have capitals. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Waikiki is right. Waititi. Waititi, okay. That's it. Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. And he's doing the, like, actual. The current, yeah. The current stuff. What if we somehow incorporated songs from Flight of the Concords? Oh, I was literally going to say that. Oh man, well, I beat you to it. So they, the whole soundtrack has to be by Flight of the Con. I love it. <laughs> and so, like, you have. Let's see. Let's think of some good songs that would make sense. Um, Ricky Baker, humans are dead. You are a khaki scout. <laughs> some mashups. Okay. You are almost not a teenager. You need to get your badges. No, this is terrible. That's terrible. Okay, so you're not doing the music, <laughs> <laughs> but we will get Flight of the Concords in here. Yeah. Well, what if we just even like. What if, to make it a challenge, we have to have the songs that they've already made for Flight of the Concord? I think that's right. In the movie. So, like, songs like uh, uh, like Carol Brown, you know? Do you know that song? I don't know Carol From Brown. season two. I don't think I've watched any season two. Oh, man. That's a good... Those are good albums. Okay. And we can go back to season... We'll go back to um, songs from season uh, one. My first thought was Fuda Fafa. I have no idea how to tie that in. Fafa. Maybe there's some French girls... On. Oh my gosh! No, I got it. Maybe the Bishop Brothers became Flight of the Concords. Just two of them, <laughs> and they also <laughs> moved to New Zealand and got New Zealand accents. And hold on, <laughs> is is the Bushman their manager? Yes. <laughs> it's all the same universe. It's all the same universe. Wait, were you literally asking if the Bushman was his manager, or like he just... is? No, he yeah, is. No, he That's is. Murray. S- Murray. Yeah. What does he call himself? Psycho... Psycho Sam. Is it really Sam? I think so. Oh, 
Wait There's so many Sams in this episode. <laughs> well, and maybe it's Murray because like the flight of the Concords got deported to New Zealand and Murray got deported too. And he just yes. like didn't know how to cope with being a failed that manager. And yeah. so he went to the bush and became a Bushman. Because right, so Flight of the Concords takes place around 2010, 2011. Yeah. Wait, have you seen the end of Flight of the Concords? I haven't. Because that's important. Uh, I know the ending. I've that was you know a the big ending? spoiler. Okay, yeah, I just haven't sorry. seen it. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this. If you haven't watched anything or, or don't want to get spoiled no, we'll, on anything. We'll put it in careful. the show notes. We, we always list all the things that we, we spoil. Flight so. of the Concords, Lord of the Rings. Stranger Things. I don't think we spoil Lord of the Rings. No, we didn't really spoil that many things. Um, but that's, that is a spoiler. Yeah. That at the end of Flight of the Concords, they get deported. Okay. And Murray is so ashamed that he becomes Psycho Sam. Oh, my gosh. And Yes. Bush. Yeah. Man. Bush man. <laughs> okay. So then if this, so are we like actually running with this now that like Flight of the I Concords think, yeah. also ties in? They're the Bishop because Brothers. Because the Bishop Brothers... They are, you know, maybe in an in an attempt to separate themselves from, you know, their identity growing up in New England with their dysfunctional family. They just moved to the big city in New York, started doing folk parody, and they started pretending like they're from New Zealand. It's part of the game. And they started yeah. faking the accents and, and everything. And faking that they're not brothers. And faking that they didn't have passports and faking that they weren't American citizens. And, and the other brother dies. In New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's three brothers, right? Yeah, there yeah. were three. Yeah. Let's recap real quick. <laughs> so, Moonrise Kingdom happens. Those events happen. Got it. Okay? Okay. The next portion, this is all told in flashbacks directed by Wes Anderson of Susie dying. I love the idea that Wes Anderson only gets to direct the flashback. It's so good. They just call him onto the set the day of the flashback filming, and they say, okay, come on, you're going to film the flashback. I don't think it's that <laughs> absurd because I think flashbacks are often done in a different style. Yeah. Well, why not have another director that's very good at that style? Totally. Mm -hmm. And I think at first you'll be like, oh, it's just like flashback style. And then by the Why end, you're like, everything have a filter on. Oh, it. it's Wes Anderson. I don't think we announced it's Wes Anderson no. either. Mm -mm. It's like a secret. So these flashbacks okay. have been sort of explaining. Sam goes crazy, moves to New Zealand, meets Bella, settles mm -hmm. down. Did we decide who he killed? Oh. We didn't decide who he killed. I think that might be important. Social services. Uh, <laughs> oh. Jed with the mail. Maybe. Jed with the mail. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tilda Swinton social services or Paula social services? Oh. There's two different social services. Social services. The character named social services. Okay, yeah, Tilda Swinton. Services. And that's why Heck has such a problem with social services. Yeah. Because he, <gasps> yeah. he killed social he killed services. The first social services and now the ghost of social services has come back to haunt him. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah? Well, he every time he sees what's-her-face. Paula Hall. Paula Hall. It Paula reminds Hall. him of... No child left behind. No child, no child, child left behind. behind. No child yeah. left behind. He'll know what that means. <laughs> um, he just sees Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Oh, and it just makes him so upset. So that's why he, like, when when uh, he gets that letter from Child Welfare Ser Services, and he's like, you got to go back with them, Ricky. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He's, like, wanting Ricky to leave so that he can get Child Welfare Services off their back. And that's part of the reason why he also runs away, because he just, like, can't handle Child Welfare Services. Yeah. This mashup is pretty watertight. It's pretty watertight. No one's going to poke holes in I this bad boy. I don't think anyone boy. could say that this doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's very oh. good. Uh, okay. Man, I love it. I'm loving this. Uh, I think we're set. What's it called? I think we're, we're leaning into Hunt for the Wilder People. But right. Maybe like a hint. Maybe like a small hint in the title that it's going to tie into Moonrise Kingdom. What if you called it Hunt for the Wilder People title 3.12 title inlet? Oh. <laughs> so you don't call it... Moonrise Kingdom, because that's what they call it at the very end of yeah. the 
but they that what is that called? It's like one point three five. No, it's like, yeah, it's like three point one five title limit. It's got no ring to it. Got no ring to it. I love the way she says that. Got no got ring, no ring to, to it. it. <laughs> um, Maybe that can be the catchphrase. It's got, it's got no, no ring to, to it. it. Um, it needs to be something obscure enough to not give it away, but something that will, everyone, all the audience members will go <gasps> like by the end. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom though, it'll be like it was just a good movie. So did we decide that like Hunt for the Wilder People? Like that's the, the sequel the is just with a second too. tagline. So colon. Hunt for the Wilder People Two colon. And then okay. something Moonrise Kingdom-y. Yeah. Ooh. I might need to sleep on this Okay, my first thought was, for some reason, <laughs> Bajo la misma luna. What? Which is, a, which is a, I think, a book and a movie about a, uh, a mother from Mexico trying to cross the border and sends her child up ahead. But they're looking at this. Under the same moon is the name of it. Uh. So I'm thinking Hot for the Wilder People, colon, Under the Same Moon. Because they're around the, the world, but there's the moon. So wait. Do you see the tie-in? Maybe. Like Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise oh, Kingdom. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. I was, I was, sorry, my brain was going elsewhere because I'm pretty sure Bajo la misma estrella is the Spanish translation of The Fault in Our Stars. Okay. So my mind is going, that I was one. like, whoa, is this a fault? Uh, no, that's too far <laughs> to tie in The Fault and in Our Stars. And then they all have cancer. <laughs> 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 This just got really dark. <laughs> I don't know if it just got dark. Yeah, the whole thing has been dark pretty dark. I think it's going to be charming, though. I think the, t- the general oh, yeah. tone will be charming and fun. It's got a lot of... it's and, and, you know, it sticks with that same theme of, like, having a lot of skeletons in your closet that you need to work out. Yeah. But you going know. about it in, like, a heartwarming slash comedic way. Because mm-hmm. if you really look at the movie Hump for the Willard People, like, there is... There are, there are problems there. You know, yeah. there's a lot in of demons movies. that... Yeah, and Moonrise Kingdom, and so, but they go about it in a very like heartwarming. There's one plot point that I do think needs to be resolved. Where have Susie's ashes been all this time? This is kind of the where has Luke mm. Skywalker's hand been? Right, <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> um, I guess with her parents, or well, the parents have because that'll yeah. that'll force Sam slash Hector to, to, to go meet with Bill, Bill Murray. Right, I think he's just had them, but they've he's kind very of been, old. Like, Oh, yeah. maybe to He's tie in Mistborn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He keeps Don't him. Worry. In, he keeps him in a vial around his neck, okay. like Mistborn. But he doesn't eat him. He doesn't. He doesn't burn oh, them oh. to to use magical powers. No. Okay. But you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I think I think she's in a Tupperware like Bella. <laughs> I think the visual reference there will be important. Yeah. Okay. And so he. Yeah. And that's one of the main things is you know. He, Heck has to go to the house. Yeah. And he's got like his, you know. There's a lot of memories there. And another key like tie-in thing is through the whole movie, you're going to see that Hector has this pair of binoculars. You oh. find out later that they're actually Susie's binoculars that he's that had with them. That's secret power. It's, yeah. And so he like, he's always looking through with the, you know, binoculars. Does he use binoculars and not for the older people? I don't yes. know. I want to him. find the part. I want him to because it's sure. such a good tie-in. Yeah, I think he's had it in storage. I really want to. He pulls like, it out for the bird hunt. I really want to go back and watch Hunt for the Wilder People now for the tenth time, just to see how many clues about Sam Shikusky you can tie in. Yeah, or, or that are already tied in, because I'm right. pretty sure Taika Waititi had the same. Like thought. I said, I'm pretty sure this is a conspiracy, and <laughs> we're just unraveling it right now. Okay, so is it Hunt for the Wilder People two colon 
under, under the, the same, same moon. moon or bajo la misma luna well i and that was the other thing i was a little <laughs> bit confused about when you said bajo la misma luna i was like is the whole thing gonna be in spanish <laughs> like, um i think not this week i think another week that may be one of our yeah. studio demands that i i'm just adding to the list right now it has to be in spanish <laughs> all the characters have to speak spanish no yeah i like it under the same moon because it's under like it moon. ties in that they're all under the same moon yeah the moon moonrise kingdom i think we did it ship it okay ship it <laughs> um we'll get a hold of wes anderson and taika waititi and let them know we've got a I hit think I for have their number and bill murray dial, okay so. that's good yep we'll take it uh we'll, we'll take i guess it we'll also top. need to talk to the representation for flight of the concords as well yes get them in Jermaine. and uh murray do you Brit, mean Jermaine? is that their representation murray is their representation i don't think anymore <laughs> no and I, I also think Sam. he's not their actual representation in real life either. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. And that's a wrap. Um, thanks for listening, friends. Thanks for coming on the show, friends. And uh, hold on. What do we need to say here at the end? Um, you can find us. Usually Houston says, do you want to tell them where they can find us, Brian? I absolutely do, Houston. Thanks. Uh, and then I say... <laughs> uh, you can email us at thesilverscreenredemption at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at ScreenRedeem. Be sure to like, like, share, and subscribe. That's what you say, I think. I don't think you can like podcasts, but you can. Yeah, you uh, can. I like podcasts. Can you? On the, on the podcast beam. I like several website. podcasts. Okay, cool. Um, check us out everywhere. Be our friends on Facebook. Not friends. Follow our page, The Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen's all one word. And uh, anything else you guys want to say? Anything you want to plug? Um, no child left behind. No child left behind. You heard it here first. No child left behind. Actually, that should be the tagline for the movie. Like on the movie posters yeah. at the very bottom. No child left behind. You That's know, good. You can't. You know, all these children, all their problems. No child left behind. And I, I think that these adults are children as well, right. and they need to also not be left behind. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, so I guess I'll say our our outro, which is whether or not they need redemption, will be there. <laughs> <laughs>